Welcome to episode 14 of Echo Screen. Uh, this is the last episode of July uh, 2020. Oh, man. You're not, <laughs> look oh, man. at you getting our we yeah. I thought we were free. God damn it. Uh, so this week uh, we discuss uh, more disappointments of life, I would say. Um, this one's titled fizzle fountain which we'll explain uh later in the show why not do frizzle fry never mind eh whatever we discuss that's only a joke i don't understand yeah i guess so so my name is blaze uh anthony's with me this week anthony who and we have rob back again yes and with me as always aaron why am i last Uh, (laughs) i don't know saving the best for laughs i guess Wow, wow, we're not good enough? I mean, hey, you're only guests, oh, right? Oh, wow! <laughs> True. I mean, we are guests, but still. You're, uh, so today is a, is a momentous day, July 30th, 2020. It is uh, Friendship Day, and here we are, uh, only some of oh, our yeah. friends, but... Uh, the ones you know, that matter are here, though. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> Could, couldn't have said it better myself. I don't know if, uh, if uh, that's a... Uh, dig or a compliment at us <laughs> i would say both yes it's both i we're mean we looking... can take the positive I mean. yeah we're always looking for new uh guests to have on our show and hopefully soon we will get uh new blood and uh different uh points of view new blood <laughs> sacrifice to the gods of podcast it sounds yeah. like a cult dude the podcasting well, gods you know no well, if you it's want to join point. our collective, um, just let us know, and you can uh, join the Echo Screen. Uh, it, we're calling it a podcast, not a cult, right? All you have to do is start listening and uh, hashtag. Just mail a thousand dollars to this PO box <laughs> before the, all the post office uh, boxes go away. But uh, yeah, so let's start with the most important news that ha- has come out in all time. Everyone got to see. Uh, footage we've already seen before uh, for Zack Snyder's Justice League. It uh, was the only interesting thing to come out of Comic Con because <laughs> I haven't heard anything else. And yeah, now, when did uh, that when did that movie come out? Exactly, Justice, Two, Justice League? three years ago. Did it come out in fall 20... 2017 uh, Really, was that long? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it feels like twenty sixteen to me. But I still have to like to this day have yet to see Justice League at all. It's oh. it came out in the same year as Thor Ragnarok, so twenty seventeen. Really? I yeah. That, wow. Dang. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that three year old movie will be a four year old movie when uh Justice uh Zack Snyder's Justice League, which will be renamed obviously because they that studio would never allow him to have his name on the justice league uh whatever it ends up being if it's a miniseries or not it um they showed some footage of black suit superman talking to alfred which was a big like scene we've already had like presented to us in promo footage Mm -hmm. from uh from like when they were leading up to the film uh the original film before it was taken over by uh joss whedon and we finally get the payoff of like seeing uh, the black suit on um, Henry Cavill, but it's just basically color corrected. Um, mm. That's all it is. They just uh, 
they apparently filmed it with plans to color correct, like depending on how they went with the script, which that's interesting. But yeah, you get to see it. It kind of looks strange. I honestly don't know why he has a cape, um, <laughs> because in like the comics, I don't think he has a cape, right? No, Robin. not when he comes back. Yeah, so. I I think, okay, if you want to like go with the whole like he had a plan from the beginning kind of thought, <laughs> he, he like introduces in like Man of Steel. He there's that nightmare sequence where um he has the black suit on during the scene where he get uh uh sinks into a, a pit of skulls like uh my favorite moments of Superman. Um, so you know, uh, that's very true to the character. Yeah, you know, just by the way, um, if that was a convincing, if that was a scene to tell us he Zod isn't a bad guy, um, <laughs> that he was trying to tell Superman he's totally trustworthy, it, it never mind. Um, the point is, um, I don't know if it, I. Correct me in the comments below if I'm wrong, but I believe that is just footage Josh Sweden uh, directed, unless it was like actually part of the uh, Snyder suit. Um, Honestly, uh, I think filming. I think it legitimately was something Zack Snyder shot, um, yeah. or at least was under his direction. Um, yeah, the, maybe the maybe only reason. Yeah, yeah, the only reason why I think it's uh, Josh Sweden is because Superman's smiling in it, but that's not the point. That's funny. Mm. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get you. It's uh, it's definitely easy to bag on Zack Snyder, and he definitely has his opinions on it. I'm curious to see what he comes up with from what his original vision is, or at least his tweaked vision with um, recycled footage, I guess, of his own, like, shot footage or whatever, or directed footage, because obviously there are people who run the cameras and the director is not, like, directly behind the camera, which is kind of uh, hard to kind of visualize, but, you know, he, said, he, he has said some hyperbolic statements uh, about um, burning his footage, uh, burning all of his footage um, instead of using anyone anyone else's footage and it's whatever it's kind of like this whole dramatic thing and I think uh, that part of the internet that willed this thing into life is um, it's it's a mixed bag like I'm interested to see it like the Snyder Cut is definitely a compelling thing but I don't really want to uh, kind of like give more power to a toxic part of the internet which is majority toxic than we mm. uh mm. we should which is zero power so yeah mm -hmm. uh that's about that for comic-con news which is baffling uh to me but uh we'll hear more about dc stuff come uh come what august when they do fandom which is still... i will check when that is yeah but uh, Marvel, I think they showed like the opening scenes of New Mutants and something or other, uh, which apparently is still coming out in August, which that's not coming out in America in August. Mm. Um, well, I believe it's going to stream in September, is cool. last, last I heard. But cool. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going on 
Disney Plus, is it? It'll probably be like a $20 rental or something. Yeah. I mean, Which... it if it is on Disney Plus, then I, I, then it sounds like it's going to be very... Well, the the production history has been very muddled because it started off as an action movie, then like the trailer came out and everyone thought it was going to be a horror movie, so they reshot things to be a horror movie, but then they uh, reshot it again after the Disney deal to make changes to make it fit in, apparently. So now it's like there's mm. three different versions of the movie. Like, That's really interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, and obviously all those actors are a few years older now, and if they were young, they look significantly older, and it'll be what it is, I guess. But I am curious, and I'd like to see what they came up with, if it's a good film or not. Time will tell. I, I'm uh, leaning towards I doubt it, just with all the mismanagement like just all of like the fiddling fiddling and just producer management like i i feel like there's just going to be a huge lack of a vision in, with this yeah the through line will be it will hopefully come through but hey uh i've been disappointed easily before mm. uh and mm-hmm. speaking of huge disappointments uh, so we talked about how we weren't very happy with the Xbox conference last week, and uh, even further after we stopped recording, we the the news came out that the Halo demo that they showed wasn't <laughs> wasn't even being played on a Series X. It was being like played on a PC mm-hmm. with with like comparable specs, and mm. the mixed messaging, which we we delved into how the console or the platform that they were going for isn't even the series x they're really the platform they're trying to sell is uh games pass but they already have over 10 million subs on game pass (laughs) they don't they don't need to sell like sell us on game pass it's very successful obviously they want to transfer like those numbers to a hundred million subs of game pass but you know that's time they couldn't get mixer to work in a year or less like they're not going to get games pass to just suddenly become uh, even bigger which games yeah. pass is way more successful than mixer ever was but the point is keep doing what you're doing with game pass but if you're going to make a console make me want that console if i can play every exclusive anywhere else including old systems I don't need your Xbox. If I can play the new Halo on my cell phone, which I don't want to, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not going to buy your console. If you're saying that I could get the best experience the way it's intended to be played on my, uh, my Series X, and um, I'll have access to all your other games and third-party games for just $15 a month on Game Pass, that's awesome. But you're not showing me what I'm missing when I don't play it on a Series X. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, they always talk about, like, yeah, you can play it on literally anything, but to play it the best way that you can get the Series X, it's like, okay, well, like, what, like, what's the difference to me, almost? Yeah. Really, at that point. Mm-hmm. Play it with uh, slightly toned-down graphics, and that's about it. It's like, yeah. okay, well, it's basically the same experience at that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to hey. experience spending more money for real 
Like I, I and and I, there there were there was like this rumor thing that the the, the game wouldn't um, wouldn't ship with multiplayer, which is just uh, it's been disproven uh-huh. by by a developer. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's been it, it was like a big thing. Like, but there was a flip side to it of there's now this conversation that because games first party games are coming to Games Pass, Microsoft will be spending less time with like making the games the biggest uh and like most finite thing instead of it being this like Mm. this concrete like it's done game they will make it everything as a like a service game service and even if halo is a single player experience and just the campaign and the multiplayer is like uh, like what it what it is they're talking about how uh they're like the messaging that they've said is that they will not be making another Halo game for 10 years. That's a full decade of Halo Infinite. <laughs> Jesus and Christ. They, they expect you to be on Games Pass and play all the new updates for Halo and to play Halo Infinite for like as a service, you get more campaign updates and then you get more multiplayer updates and like okay and then for fable they're talking about that as well and that's Mm. just not something i want um that's really not something i want personally you can play fable the heavily story driven game but only one tenth of the story (laughs) finish the tenth and final installment in 10 years didn't they try doing this with uh what do you call it the game that like tanked immediately um it's uh, it was like Bioware's uh, Destiny that they were going to Anthem? do. Anthem. Anthem. Yeah. 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 I, I guess so, but like the difference is, people had to like, what people had to buy into to Anthem, or was it free to play from the start? No, no you had to buy it. No idea. It. Yeah. it was fifty-five. It was like fifty-nine dollars, I think. Yeah. So yeah. it was a standard retail release, and they and then it was like this service game, this MMO like destiny originally was and it just wasn't it was half-baked even though they spent all this time mm-hmm. on it but that's the difference even with something like that despite it having failed like that game was designed to last for a long time as an mmo games as mmos mm-hmm. are designed yeah. Uh, yeah and but like with things like fable it's like if it's going to be a single player only experience well i mean there's probably going to be some multiplayer but usually that's not the focus it's yeah. like what is what is going to be there yeah. we don't even know because they showed us a like a pre-rendered trailer and i just that was not what they needed to yeah. show if they were going to show us anything i would have rather they showed us canned uh, like like concept footage of what the game would play like mm-hmm. because that's more important to me of like having an understanding of what i'm going to be doing or playing or what i'm going to be seeing in the game other than like a vague lore trailer and it wasn't even that yeah um they basically showed uh like an icon like an icon that we like recognize and a title we recognize and just big mm-hmm. fantasy environment of like and it's not fable 4 because it went back in time like yeah it's fable 2 era at max in in like the visuals that they're showing mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's Fable. like a soft reboot. I think we talked about that. Yeah, so it's 
I don't know what Microsoft like it, it really is mixed messaging like do they want to sell me this console or do they want to sell me Game Pass I know they want to do both but you gotta pick a lane <laughs> and you know what would be really great oh I can get my Xbox Series X for a significantly uh, competitive price to Sony and even if they're doing a um, even if they're doing a cheaper box that's like a $300 or less box that's less powerful but it's still next gen cool but also if you sold your um your series x your premium box which is apparently the most powerful console uh you've ever mm-hmm. made which literally it is but saying it's the most con- powerful console requires the uh the the show you can tell us but you need to show us show us what it can do definitively which if you can't because your games aren't developed for it why would i pick one up in november to play old games like Sony has, Sony has uh, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales with all the bells and whistles, apparently uh, day one, and we're probably getting. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if it's day one, but it it says holiday, same as the mm-hmm. console. We still don't know prices for either console. Like, give me a break. Uh, we should know this stuff, and neither company is budging because they want to outdo each other. Yeah, so it's just hurting. about four months out from the expected release date of these consoles and how are, we, another price. how are we supposed to pre-order like how are we supposed yeah. to get on this but okay uh there was also this thing about the playstation 5 shells like the two white sh- like shell things that were on the side apparently uh-huh. there was just like this image of them being like removed and there's this whole like huh. the internet's revved up about being able to customize or having custom face plates like with the 360 <laughs> back in the day which I won't personally do, and you can already yeah. do with the PlayStation Four, uh, 4 <clears throat> but uh, it doesn't matter to me. So yeah, I don't really give a shit either. <laughs> but I, yeah, what, I honestly you thought you were gonna say something like pe- people are excited to open it up, see what's inside, and find out it's just like an alien brain that's like uh, powering the PS4. You know it, you know it. That's how they get all their tech, alien uh, DNA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's not a political conversation at all right now. Very timely. Uh, we're going to move on to a the third company in the, the trio of uh, games. Is it uh, Nintendo? System. Correct. Wow. So, Nintendo, uh, we talked about Nintendo's stuff last week. We still don't know anything more uh, from Nintendo, but... There was no more news after <clears throat> our well, after we recorded last week about this. They call it the Giga Leak, which is just this big like data mine of Nintendo files, and they found like a, a lot of like interesting tidbits of like um, how Luigi was actually planned for Mario sixty four, and there's a bunch of like Generation four um, like beta and alpha sprites for different Pokemon. Um, that I remember were just, like, seeing like the the beta version of Garchomp. Yeah, like they have <laughs> the whole line, which is like yeah. it looks completely completely different, but you could see like the concept, like like it Garchomp specifically. Um, that Pokemon is like a land shark. To just mm. describe it as a visual in your head, if you're not familiar with Pokemon or don't care, but they like they had a version that was very much in line with a land shark. And then, like, it was, like, orange, like, as a base. And then the the actual, like, released version is, like, purple. 
it's like a purple line and it's like it looks less like a land shark in my opinion um Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to see the differences um and almost the original could be used as like a a regional variant which they've been doing in this uh these newer generations so it'd be interesting to see if it came back in a form or variant but uh i don't know if nintendo would or the pokemon company or nintendo would do that because um this information's leaked out there so it they probably would not want to repeat an idea that wasn't a surprise anymore because that's kind of like a big deal to just like have those old ideas that are new surprises mm-hmm. which i mean they made star fox 2 when they like which was a game that they basically had made but never released so uh yeah it's it's interesting <laughs> apparently there were um there were like personal correspondence like in the leak which i personally don't think that that's good that like it for a privacy reason like i don't think that should be out there in the wild Um, obviously the leak and like the hackers who got the like information and data that's all like highly illegal and nintendo will come after them when they find out because i assume they will find out but there's this whole controversy of like on the internet obviously because that's where controversies uh are easily um found of like having this information is good because it's like it's good to archive the information it's good for fans because like we like this kind of content but then on the flip side it's like if nintendo is going to use this like intellectual like property these ideas for future projects or projects currently in development the surprise is gone kind of the like it's when like the last of us leaks happened it's kind of like the wind from your sails or like taking out the hard work um that kind of stuff is it's and then there's this whole like we shouldn't care about uh the feelings of a um a billion dollar company and it, like yeah okay i get that but also it's it's not just about like nintendo's bottom line it's really about like the individuals working on this yeah. stuff and so like those people those people are people like the company like losing a fraction of of money is like i i like i don't really care about that i'm not care i i don't care about nintendo's hurt feelings i care about like the person who designed that beta sprite of garchomp the person who the people involved in like planning luigi for um super mario 64 like i care about their personal correspondence being leaked their information being out there their like the hard work they put into that kind of stuff like if they were ever going to do anything with it which in the ds remake of um mario 64 there was mario luigi um was there wario if i'm mistaken i think there was wario as well all i know is Um, that there's like the 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 meme of the wario apparition that might be i think it might be a thing like wario for all i know could be in there but i know there's like a kind of copy pasta thing where like there's a wario hidden thing somewhere and he like pops up and he's like you want fun wario shows you fun and then he chases (laughs) you down as like a disembodied head that's terrifying. Uh, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. But yeah, so it's kind of that. That that's how I personally feel about it. But you guys have any uh, feelings about that? 
Um, I love the Wario stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that explains all the Luigi memes that I saw on Twitter. Because for like a, a day, I was like, what the hell is all this? And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I, I mean, guess I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know. <laughs> I totally agree on uh, their personal information uh, not being out there at all. Like, like I don't think that they people should take advantage of this. Um, just like again, I'm I'm being redundant because this is just it's just there's so much wrong, just like with how it's been leaked and all that. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm saying smart stuff, so I'll stop. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Nintendo uh, fans have a history of literally doing anything they possibly can to get any sort of information or leak that they possibly can. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really concerning that a large portion of the fan base is willing to uh, go through these means to find something that they maybe shouldn't have seen mm-hmm. and are just like blatantly okay and they're yeah. like screw nintendo this company we love it with every fiber of our <laughs> yeah. game, but we hate them at the same time it's like that's not healthy yeah. way to deal with uh your your uh, like passions yeah. it's like oh. it's really strange it's like like literally every pokemon release in the past uh like 10 years has been like Oh, yeah, uh, God, it's been going on just since, spoiled, like, it's been, like, completely. Yeah. It's been going yeah. on since goddamn Gen 5. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, but, like, when I started paying attention for it, yeah. or uh, to it, rather, it's like, yeah, it's I can't actually, get excited about these things. It's been, like, since, uh, it's really been since the the beginning, almost, of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, like, when we had the technology, um, as a as the internet became, like, became um, fledgling to common practice, it really was like right after um, Gold and Silver. Like it really was mm-hmm. like Gen three forward, mm-hmm. and that's the majority of the lifetime of Pokemon. And it's an unhealthy ecosystem. I mean, you could honestly say like being unhealthy uh, actions and passionate fans. Like you could honestly say that about almost any popular franchise, though. For sure, you definitely could, um, and. It, it does um, require companies to be more transparent with um, like with the way they communicate with like to their community I guess of like rabid fans but yeah. I, I think that there needs to be some sort of compromise between rabid fandom and um, transparency with companies mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I still am on the side of I would rather be surprised by old ideas coming back and finding out that in retrospect then a huge data leak comes in oh and, same yeah. same but the problem is is well you've already stated the problem just by the description of rabid fans if, if, yeah if you're dealing with a rabid fan you're more than likely not going to be able to reason with them and they're still going to go out of their way to find out every single iota there could be about yeah. this product before it even comes out so, I mean, so the only way to really avoid it is to just not fucking go on the internet at all, almost. And yeah. you can't really function in a society <laughs> that way. Like, if society functioned differently, inherently, 
then I would avoid the internet. Yeah, but, like, if, if you wanted to go, like, you could pull it off if you went back in time to, like, the late 90s and 2000s, then, yeah, it would be possible. Yeah, yeah. There, there recently, um, like, this actually bridges to a topic we weren't going to cover on the show, but, um, honestly, it's probably something we should talk about. Um, we're all, we're all, um, huge gaming fans, and I would, uh, agree Not that me. we're... Oh, whoa! Nice, nice slide. You sure about that? Uh, Mr. Uh, I play Final Fantasy and Fantasy Star Online like every fucking Thursday. We're also huge. Um, we're also huge comic fans, as we talk about comic stuff all the time uh, on the podcast. But um, there's this thing in the, um, the 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 gaming community called GamerGate. And there is this flip side in the comics community called uh, Comicsgate. And um, recently, Rob, have you heard anything about this? Uh, No, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. So you're familiar with Tom King? Anyone? Uh, I know I am. Tom King was the used to be the writer on uh, Batman, and um, <clears throat> he wrote the Vision series for Marvel, and he wrote uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Miracle. He's currently writing Strange Adventures, and he has a, um, he has a Rorschach, 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 Rorschach. 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 Uh, he has a um, a series coming out about him, and he does these like limited series, like these twelve issues, and like, um, I think he did. He's done more stuff for sure, but yeah. he basically breaks down these characters in and. Um, they're more philosophical and like kind of like emotional journeys um than they are like superhero action obviously they have those in that but the majority is like a psychological thing this kind of experience this relatable like um human challenge and i think that's like the most powerful thing you can do uh with telling a story is obviously the relatability to your common everyday life because I don't know about you, but I don't go fight super like super villains all the time, even if that's what I would rather be doing. Yeah, only um, Anthony. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. What, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, uh, there was this thing. Uh, there, the Comics Gate people, which are internet trolls, and that's just definitive. And if they come after us, that's like a big sad problem for our nobody podcast. But. Uh, <laughs> Basically, they came after um, Tom King, um, and they uh, this artist named Jay Lee, who worked for Dynamite Comics, which is a, a like it was a cover artist or is a cover artist for yeah. Dynamite Comics. Works for DC. He's doing like a a variant cover for the the Rorschach comic coming out. Basically, this artist was doing uh, work with dynamite of a character by a comicsgate creator dynamite has since severed ties with comicsgate jay lee who does not use the internet or is not aware uh, as much or isn't um as active or aware of these communities has done work with um with comicsgate people which the industry because of their um what extremist views and like very bad views they um they basically are um, are not included in the mainstream comics because 
their their opinions are hateful um, and their beliefs yeah. are hateful basically on a, like a more extreme basis than uh, than normal or what we perceive as normal obviously it's a very tumultuous time in America but uh, yeah. when is it not anyway the big point is Tom King having once he found out about this artist who would be associated with a project he was working on went straight to DC his employer and also put it on Twitter to publicly denounce this person who he hadn't uh, talked to. Yeah. And so it basically caused this thing and when Jay Lee, who found out about this, was like, Hey, I didn't have I don't know and I did not I I don't like knowingly work with these people. I took a job without having understood the like the context of what the people who make these projects uh, are are doing. I don't feel that it was appropriate for Tom King to just blast me out like on social yeah. media to hurt my like like to put like uh it's almost slander but it's it's really I don't think it's that that close but it's like in the similar vein of like false information and a f- bad stigma that will now stick to to them <laughs> as like a creator and artist and that's like very unfortunate and um and it like was like a blind side for not being active on the internet. And so these people, like the comic state people, can take advantage of how inactive you are and trolls is like the whole point I'm trying to make is trolls will find a way to attack you um, for any little thing. And especially if you're inactive, they can like lump you into their, their thing because you're not gonna fight back. But then on the flip side, Tom King um, issued an apology um, yep. kind of publicly and like the whole nine taking responsibility for the like for the uh, for what he did yeah. without offering any like additional excuses or whatever which it's actually one of, if you ever read the the apology um, it's very um, it's like one of the most powerful apologies that I've seen anyone of like of any sort of fame release like it's unfortunate that we have uh that like this happens all the time and it comes so normal to see all these like creators who get into these controversies and have to like issue a an apology of some kind like this one felt actually genuine for it like a like an actual actual misstep that was like very much in time within like a few weeks or a couple weeks of instead of like years earlier they did a stupid thing and have since learned from it like this was like did a dumb thing apologized for that thing actually had learned a lesson and wasn't a bad dude in like general it was just you know yeah and this apology is very powerful because it it's, accepts like all responsibility instead of like those middling like mm-hmm. i'm kind of sorry that i got caught it's not one of those <laughs> Um, which is it's awesome uh, for yeah. if it, it had to have happened I like that sucks that it had to have happened but the apology is worth a read for sure and then um, basically the Comicsgate people came in with uh, Tom uh, the hashtag Tom King hates Asians and oh. like Jesus Christ. and now Tom King will be associated with that forever and that and like they get to use this thing that is obviously false like Mm. against him forever and if he like acknowledges it or like fights or tries to like defend himself it's just this like 
like like a circular like path of destruction it's like that's like kind of being ignorant of the internet will will damn you and being like active on the internet will damn you there's no yeah Yeah. there is no middle ground damned if you don't for sure exactly right so that's my long explanation of why being inactive on the internet can't work and why being active on the internet can't work (laughs) the haters will hate and they will hate uh wherever they can they try to to cancel james gunn and i mean yeah it it worked because disney like fired him for temporarily (laughs) yeah and it luckily that was also resolved but like again i remember reading this and it was the same people who like were behind like this pizza gate thing where it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. they they were they like yes. convinced someone that like oh god i forget who they were saying it was like they were responsible for like a cult and so like a bunch Pretty of people sure shot up it was about um hillary clinton or something yeah, and, like, a pizza parlor was, like, part of a cult that she started that was, like, sacrificing kids or something. And then That's they... favorite shot... flavor of pizza. But then they, like, shot up, like, the pizza place. Or, like... Yeah, no, they'll, like, mm-hmm. they'll, like either, like, do harm and kill people. Like, I'm not yeah. saying... I'm not saying everyone, every troll involved actually kills people and dosses yeah. people. But, like, when you, when you create, like extremist like forms of thought and like people are um radicalized in that way which a great term radicalized if you haven't uh figured that one out or heard of that <laughs> one before but yes. when people are their beliefs are radicalized in a passionate like fervent uh, like feeling like patriotism to it they do harm and yeah. they feel justified for it and like that righteous like feeling is can't relate haha but uh you know that's a shame very much so so we talked about that which is very uh not video games not comics yeah. it's just kind of philosophy which cool 10 minutes of philosophy uh in there uh, it's bound to happen uh i'll probably just say as a blanket statement We've probably said some stupid stuff on our previous 13 episodes, even this yeah. one included. Uh, we're all growing and learning. I think that's like a normal thing. I yeah, have never, ever, is. ever said anything stupid in my life. He's... So, as we just said, um, <laughs> we are all growing and learning and saying stupid things, even right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. And we will continue to do so. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we will learn and the new th- dumb things we say will be different than the old dumb things we say. If we continue to say the same dumb things, that means we haven't learned anything. But uh, yeah, can't we're re- all growing. Can't relate. So there you go. <laughs> Anthony Skeel turn again on the podcast. Can't relate. Uh, but uh, Square Enix, we talked about them for Final Fantasy last week. We'll talk about them a couple times in this show. They talked about um, Project Athea, which was their... They, they showed this game off. It's uh, by the Final Fantasy XV team using the Luminous engine, um, which was the Final Fantasy XV engine. The new version of it, or the upgraded version of it, 
They're working on this this game currently called Project Athea, and the Square Enix president came out and said um, that it was an open world game, which, much to my surprise, I was not surprised. Yeah. Um, so, that was all the news we had on that. It's just Final Fantasy Fifteen was open world. The engine was designed, I um, I imagine, in that kind of view. So, it's not like it's a no-brainer that it would also be open world. Uh, like, do you guys? I think all of us have played Final Fantasy Fifteen. Anthony, did you play Final Fantasy Fifteen? Not very much of it. Yeah. But I've yeah. It. So, like, what did you think of the open world? Like, open world games have like come far and like since 2016 when that came out but like how did you feel about uh that open world experience and what would you want from a game that was like now if they were doing an open world game me specifically Uh, or just everybody everyone i i just i bring it to everyone okay anthony would you like to start uh i remember Final Fantasy 15 the least so I probably would not be the best guy to ask doesn't necessarily have to be like it's just like what you remember of the game and like what you've played of other open world games and what you'd kind of want the team to to bring to the table I guess in like like the most important thing to me when it comes to uh, or at least like two of the most important things to me in regards to open world games is one how how it how fun it is to like maneuver around the environment just like the traversal system so you're not like bored running around everywhere um two it's uh the amount of stuff you have to do like how vibrant the world is that you're around like how lived in it feels um cuz i mean like at least with like, with a game like Prototype, while like the Manhattan in Prototype really is just kind pretty generic-y at the time, because I mean it was like it's too, it came out in like two thousand nine, so obviously it can't have like like a billion different things to do. But what it what about the Manhattan in Spider Man? Well, I was gonna get into that, but mm-hmm. like what the what Prototype has at the very least is like a really fun as fuck like traversal system. Mm-hmm. where you have all these air dashes and you have all these different ways to experiment and how you move around and jump and all these upgrades. And then with Spider-Man, I mean, there's a million things you could do. You, there's like all these landmarks you could take pictures in. You can inter, interact with the the city folk in ways outside of just murdering them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can take selfies with them or like high-five them or just walk around for a little while like i think it's just a matter of how lived in and how fun it is to move around uh mm-hmm. in your environment i guess cool all right uh <laughs> aaron what do you feel like uh i don't know in final fantasy 15 even though it is like technically open world it didn't really feel like it um unlike the map progression was very similar to like ps2 or gta games where like you unlock large portions of the map 
based on like story events right mm-hmm. so like in that way a lot of the areas kind of felt segmented to me mm-hmm. like when i think about that game i do not think about open world because much of like especially like the dungeon portion of the game like obviously is like inside underground in like the same like similar types of areas um kind of in the same way that skyrim is like I don't like that game. <laughs> you know what? But brother, um, neither do I. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird in Final Fantasy XV's case because, like, they do give you a way to travel around very quickly via the uh, regalia, but mm-hmm. it's also like on roads. So, like, there is never there's like some uh, like random events that can happen. Like, if you see somebody like their car is broken down on the side of the road, you can decide to stop, but I don't know. It's kind of like it is open world and it isn't open world. And that kind of like put me off. Yeah. It definitely Personally. felt like a transition um, uh, period for Because even the way that the characters like interact with the environment, it's kind of like until you get the chocobos, it's almost, it's like super difficult to even walk around the <laughs> same desert area <laughs> forever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, hopefully they incorporate that idea more in uh, Project Athia with whatever powers the main character has. Yeah, there's, like, there's like um, what was that? What was the word? There's, like, um, environment deformation uh, yeah, where right. you can, like, alter the vi- environment. It's almost like earthbending in that way. Um, it looks interesting. I would like to see more of that uh, and mm-hmm. if that will play a big role. Because uh, I... Yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen was really just. I got in the car, I parked the car on the road. I got I, yeah. when I would get out of the car, it'd be at my destination, or mm-hmm. like when I saw something in the distance, I want to explore. Then I'd get back in my car and I would drive away. And it would it, like it's not like you can call the car wherever. At least in the launch version, it wasn't like I could just call the car wherever I can where I am, and it would yeah. just like. I think you could get towed though like you can get your car towed to wherever you need it to go for a fee like it costs you like in-game yeah. currency but yeah but like it wasn't as friendly it was like yeah. really like a development step in the way mm-hmm. the, like the, that, the philosophy of like, that idea is like maybe cool on paper but like mm-hmm. from a gameplay perspective it's like yeah. yes it totally makes like sense and is realistic in that way but like being having much of your mov- movement tied to this car that you get separated from sometimes even by the story is like for real okay <laughs> like, yeah for real very limiting in that aspect what about you rob i mean i i've been trying to think about it because i i, I have a very kind of strange like perspective with kind of open worlds nowadays like I do like a lot of stuff to do um, whenever I get an open world game. Like, I, I really enjoy games that, like, um, you can walk around a corner and then you'll find another kind of, like, side mission to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I just, like, a lot of bang for my buck with that st- kind of stuff. But it's... I remember with Final Fantasy fifteen, the side missions were, like so infuriatingly fetch questy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like 
the one that comes to mind is the guy um, who wanted you to take photographs of things, but it's not like regular photographs. You have to like enter into oh, a Hurley specific. Oh, Hurley from Lost. Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. resisting saying Hurley from Lost. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I just I had no idea how to do that one. I did it by mistake at one point, and I awesome. like I went to him, and he was like, "Oh, you got me a picture. Go get me another picture." And I was like, I have no idea how I did that. I am moving on. Um, and I, I think kind of like the perfect, like kind of, this is going to be weird, uh, the perfect kind of like open world uh, that I that came to mind uh, recently, of like the recent games I played, are uh, Spider-Man PS4. Because again, like every inch of that is kind of like, they make New York very alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one that came to mind was the one level of The Last of Us 2 where you yeah, explore. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I know that doesn't count as like an open world, but it like they it's give you... It's more open environment, yeah, for Yeah, sure. it's, a, it's an open environment thing, and I like kind of like each place gives you something that like it gives you an actual reason to explore. And it's the yeah. same thing with Spider-Man PS4. Like you can actually walk into things and just like if you edit one part of the game if you're just walking around on the street um assassins from the kingpin will like try to get you and it will be like it'll give you reasons to swing around more you can you can come upon uncle ben's grave and they'll give you a trophy for like talking to it um and it's just like it's i think just kind of giving you more of a story reason to go out there, like give you something unique every time you do go out there um, is always very well appreciated with me. But if you just kind of fill it up with like, I got another job for you, do the exact same thing you did last time, except you have yeah. to go even further into the map this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and, uh, those ones are the ones that uh, I will sit back and I'll be like, okay, I guess I want to do this if I want to get the trophy for it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I I even with those, the ones that I find bearable with that are Days Gone is the one that I remember with that being like kind mm-hmm. of sem- semi acceptable is because like they do give you like kind of like every person you go out to find or like every area you go out to find is some something radically different so it's very it's very interesting in that respect but like with final fantasy it's just it was irritating because you have to get in the car you have to get out of the car you have to call chocobos you have to do this you have to do that Mm -hmm. so it's yeah anyway i went on way too long with that i'm sorry well, I will um, add to that conversation. It kind of like goes into uh, what I've been playing this week, which is uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, which I've continued to play. I've put a lot more time into it, and um, I like it even more than I did la- like last week because I've played significantly more. But um, I don't even think I'm... I think I'm maybe halfway through the content of the game. I'm not, like, halfway through the story yet, but it's, like, a big open-world game. And I think Sucker Punch has learned a lot from the industry and from themselves, from Infamous Second Son. Um, And I find that exploring the environment of that open world is 
way more fun um, and different than uh, even like with all the power variants of of uh, Second Son. Just even just getting on my horse in uh, in in Ghost, just getting on the horse, going and just going in any direction is really nice. And I was a fan of the no minimap kind of thing, but I find myself just like having to like you have to swipe up on the the, the touchpad on the PS4 controller to yeah. figure out where the wind is pointing you. And like I also open my map to see how far away I am, even if it shows like a like a meter of how many like meters away you are from your target. Um, I find myself having to double check, and I know that I like the HUD without the the mini map, but I guess it's kind of um, it's like I can't um, totally reliably remember that I'm going in the right direction or like the road will turn and it'll put me in the opposite direction and that's like um a little bit frustrating but not it's like not even um super frustrating to like it's of note but it's not like a detraction for me uh for overall and uh playing this and playing having played like spider-man i like that i'm not gated from the majority of powers um, like as I travel and traverse the open world without doing the main story, I will like gain points and, and be able to unlock all of my abilities. Basically there's a mechanic where you have to kill like leaders of like these camps. And so you had to like do all this, like you had to do a similar thing in Spider-Man where you like would go into like uh, enemy territory that was like these just like playgrounds to like fight enemies with stealth and action and you do that in ghosts as well and it obviously it's different because you're a samurai and spider-man spider-man but you you basically when you take down the leader it like will fill up this gauge and it's like you need to take down x number of leaders to get this new stance or this new power basically and or you gain like technique points when your quote-unquote experience goes up and you get to put them wherever you want and eventually you'll get like big points which you can put into new powers like entirely and I felt that that was it's like kind of closer to how um it's kind of closer to how like the Arkham series was with your upgrades but you have complete access to them like without story attachment there and spider-man for me they would show a bunch of icons on the map and i wouldn't be able to do some of them because i didn't have a story related power and that was super frustrating and it was like on multiple occasions i felt very frustrated for having cleared out the map or trying to without doing the story because that's my personal preference and it was always like oh you need the story thing or you need to do the story thing to upgrade that fully and it's like just let me play it in the sandbox that's what i want to like that's why you made the sandbox right so uh this feels like there's less um just rando stuff like i know that some of the reviews have said like oh after the 17th fox it's really annoying to just go find the fox thing it's like 
it's every open world game i mean that's kind of like a mechanic that we found like that it works enough but it doesn't feel like super busy work it feels like it has like a very um real reason to go do it and there's like a real reason to explore and there's like stat reasons to change your outfits beyond just like the special ability of like a spider-man suit so i think that is cool um relating back to final fantasy 15 the regalia the car wasn't something you could just summon like immediately like anywhere you were at in launch like i don't know if that's the way it is now like there's a monster truck version of it now that can go (laughs) anywhere on the map but like the regalia was super fragile and very Mm -hmm. like you need to stay on the road or it won't it'll explode kind of thing in the launch version and in this i can whistle for my horse in ghost and it, it my horse will just appear i can have my horse like i left my horse um like miles and miles away on the map and i could just press the left uh control uh, the like uh directional button and my a whistle my horse will run up beside me and i can immediately like while i'm running get up on my horse and continue on that's like one of the best things yeah i guess yeah there's also an argument of how ghost and red dead are being compared like red dead 2 and i don't understand why that's an argument i don't want to even really acknowledge it It just i mean you both ride horses right it's basically the same game you're both uh ruggedly handsome no nope Mm -mm. i don't want to talk about it it's they're they're both games that are good so whatever uh yeah so i think that with the hopefully with the way they they make the open world available to you is not gated the way uh 15 was and i hope that the the ability to traverse is super fun and um, interesting if it, it could be simple like just summoning your horse and riding your horse climbing stuff whatever yeah. it is but make it fun and mm-hmm. don't give me that stupid stamina bar that's <laughs> like so short and uh like makes me run out of like stamina immediately like and noctis has to like take his time to to breathe even yeah. when uh Jin, the main character of uh of ghost even when he like gets tired and running, he's still running at like uh, a normal walk speed, not like less than walk speed. Like there's walk speed, like there's like casual run speed, then there's fast run speed. When he runs out of fast run speed with the invisible stamina bar, he'll like run at normal speed. He won't be slower than that. Mm. And the normal walk speed is pretty fast and it's nice. In Final Fantasy 15, like it was a mechanic to make you run slow because it was like realism it yeah. was not fun though so we'll see uh moving on to games that uh are still not out here uh any anywhere in the west or whatever persona 5 scramble uh the phantom strikers which is a action rpg sequel for the nintendo switch uh, that came out in Japan already, like last year. Yeah. Uh, it's coming west, apparently. Says uh, says um, what was it? Uh, it's something I don't remember. But Gematsu um, published that that is confirmed by one of the developers for it, but not Atlas. And we've been waiting for that game and wanting that game, and it's like cool. Uh, 
like sooner rather than later please mm -hmm. but <laughs> that old game that's already out in the in, the, in japan so that's cool i'm i'm like excited for that but atlas come on uh and then more follow-up on the analog pocket which was the like the third-party game like retro game handheld game um player it's uh pre-orders go up on august 3rd so if you're listening to this uh tomorrow on the 31st of july uh get on that if you're listening to this uh after august 3rd you're probably out of luck the console like the system itself retails for 200 bucks and then you can get the base which i believe is a hundred dollars and then a bunch of different accessories you can plug Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games directly into the back of it. You'll need a Game Gear, uh, Neo Geo Pocket, and uh, Atari Lynx um, adapter. They sell three different adapters that you can buy. I believe they're only $30 each. There's a, uh, there's a, a clear case you can buy for it, link cables, a um, bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of different accessories they have. It comes in white and black. Um, it's not expected to get to you by until May 2021. So that's yeah. like that's a long time, and I feel that like really like if I wanted it, I would want it soon. But I totally understand that because of COVID, that's probably not going to happen. Um, so yeah, that's that's the follow up for that. Uh, I'm super excited, but I'm most likely not going to go in on it which is a shame mm -hmm. um but yeah uh other than that the kingdom hearts 3 um soundtrack was finally the the release date was finally announced which uh it's like over a hundred dollars includes more than just the kingdom hearts 3 and dlc content it's uh, a few different of their their games in the kingdom hearts series but it will be coming out um, November 11th in Japan. I don't know if it's worldwide, but you know. Um, and then lastly, on the, the news topics, it's the Avengers game announced its first DLC, which will be <laughs> yeah. a free DLC of Hawkeye, uh, which will include, um, uh, what? character skins and mm -hmm. hit, uh, the playable character and story for uh, for Hawkeye and it'll come out sometime after launch. It's free so that's cool but also um, there, I think it's kind of interesting that they were able to uh, even in their uh, one thing everyone's been complaining about with um, a, could you just hear me just now? Nope, I couldn't, but maybe your audio was recorded um, independently. Oh, yeah, like I'm sorry. I just saw it just kind of flickered out. Anyway, uh, what I was just saying was um, uh, I think it's kind of interesting that they were able to incorporate one thing that uh, everyone complains about with, like, kind of the movie Hawkeye is um, right after the movie, uh, The Avengers, uh, they made him uh, deaf, I believe, in, like, one ear or maybe in both ears. I, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and people were like, "Why don't you make? Why wasn't he deaf in the movie?" And he was like, "He did that afterwards." Anyway, um, but he um, noticed that he has a hearing aid in one ear. That's sick. So hmm. it's kind of cool. Oh. Cool. I hope that comes up in the story. Yeah. Um, 
Well, he's going to we... have his own story, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Rob and I had a brief, passionate discussion about it before the <laughs> podcast, but um, Aaron broke the news to, uh, to uh, our Discord server, basically, about Hawkeye and what he would look like, and um, I... I my first reaction, I think, was like, why does he look like that? <laughs> he looks Aaron, like Robin from uh, the Arkham series. Then uh, Aaron comes back. You mean Cole McGrath? Yeah, Cole <laughs> McGrath from, uh, <laughs> from Infamous. God. And, uh, Everything's cyc- cyc- uh, cyclical. They yeah, g- Going back yeah, that, to Cole McGrath every once in a while. I mean, it's funny. hard to make a white guy with shaved head not look like other white guy with shaved head <laughs> yeah it's super funny i uh, that one got me i think it got chad too it, it um, got me when i looked at it <laughs> that's awesome yeah so like all the other avengers in this game they're weirdly just like yeah i get like rob rob's point is they're redesigned and that they've done this before and I still stick by my, I like it, I get it, and I like agree that they should be able to do that, but like they're going for this realism thing, and I don't see these characters as the Avengers, I see them as like these fake Avengers who are like, they alpha like, flight. they're Alpha Flight, yeah, they, they <laughs> kind of like look and talk like other people and you're telling me that that guy with the long like shoulder length hair who does not who sounds like nathan drake you, you're telling me that's iron man <laughs> i don't think that's iron man well, it like is. doesn't look doesn't sound like iron man oh he puts the armor on and he looks like iron man he still doesn't sound like iron man he sounds like nathan drake in an iron man costume <laughs> um yeah so i i think that's like weird it's it's hard for me to look at it uh and and be like those are uh, the avengers i'm sure that when i get time and i play with the game if i choose to buy it which at this point i'm not sold on it but if i play the game and i beat the story and i by the end of the story they have sold me on this interpretation of the avengers cool but they have not in their promotional material and hype leading up to a release have not sold me on it and i think that's um it's a similar situation to the xbox like i'm not buying that console because they haven't sold me on what it can do they have shown me a bunch of stuff for avengers and i still am not like sold on these this interpretation it doesn't feel even feel like an elseworld which it is it's just mm-hmm. it just it feels like yeah we're gonna make the avengers the those movie guys uh we're gonna make a game about them and it's like we're telling our own unique story and it doesn't work the same way like the batman arkham game worked because Mm -hmm. he looks and sounds like batman because they literally got the guy who voices batman (laughs) yeah kevin connery i mean even in the same way that the spider-man games have done it it's like they like, redesigned yeah, I can his totally shirt. see uh, whoever, whatever the actor is that uh, Yuri did Lowenthal? the face sculpt. Well, the face sculpt for uh, Spider-Man and also the voice, yeah. It's like, yeah, that is definitely Spider-Man. Like, I'm not having trouble separating him from Tom Holland. Like, But with this Avengers game, it's, I don't know. It's like they're reaching to have these characters be those actors, but they're not. But then it's also 
them yeah. trying to do something new but then it's like why even bother getting so close in the first place if you're just going to go in a different direction <laughs> i don't you know see, i i find that very interesting because i i wouldn't say he looks entirely like tom holland i i would say that they go for the key aspects of spider-man well, well, i was Peter talking Parker. about uh avengers but oh um, yeah yeah no, no I well no i like, mean yeah. i mean with spider-man ps4 right I, don't I think mean, he looks like, anything like Tom Holland. Yeah, I. Yeah, no. I, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's like, but I don't have like, don't. trouble uh, not believing that he's Spider-Man yeah. because I'm expecting Tom Holland because that's that's not what the game is trying to deliver to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would say like they they look just as different as that kind of thing, but it's the problem is we have gone so long with like these one interpretations of the characters and no one reads the avengers comics so like it's kind of like you're dealing with these things where it's like it's weird to see captain america out of the costume without the uh wings and if we were to see that in a game that would be even fucking weirder Mm -hmm. um uh to see him with the scale mail and just the little wings on the side of the head but and it's it is weird because they have released the like comic accurate costumes and it doesn't really fit with these redesigned characters that they've done so it's like i think it almost you're definitely seeing like i think the costumes that we're getting in the beginning are not going to be the costumes you're wearing by the end of it i think it's i've had this feeling with injustice i think they deliberately make terrible looking costumes so that way, throughout the game, you want to unlock the different costumes, or like you're engaged to, or you're uh, further pushed to get the DLC costumes. I, oh, they but are very Avengers isn't fucking busy. Isn't yeah? The, uh, don't they have like an armor system in Avengers? In if it, I'm not mistaken. In, uh, yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like you get new yeah. pieces and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I believe. Well, I don't. I don't think it's different pieces i think it's gonna as aesthetically you get different skins but like you do it works like kind of like a rpg where you can like change like you'll get like ultrons uh rocket boosters and it will be just like things that you don't see it'll just be like added to your inventory so I would love I, a, an Avengers uh, where, or maybe just an Iron Man game where you're you don't have your suit and you literally have to build a suit out of scraps, and the whole game was you building your perfect Iron Man suit out of a bunch of different things, and it represented your mismatched thing. That'd be awesome. Or yeah. uh, like a Planet Hulk where you have different armor sets, or that'd be cool. Um, or like Thor, um, if they went like the movie Ragnarok route where he yeah. had to have different armor and weapons because he doesn't have um, Mjolnir. That would be so sick, but I, that's I'd very be, ambitious. I think mm-hmm. the way, like, I'm very interested in, like, I'm not very as invested in Modok being the villain, which yeah. th- it might change, like, who knows? This might this game might actually make Modok cool. I doubt it, but... Um, <laughs> I like Modok. Uh I think that's a challenge, but if you're going for it, good luck. Um, but it's, um, I think as far as the gameplay goes, they've done very interesting things like 
Thor's combat is very evocative of Kratos in the new God of War, mm-hmm. um, which it seems like that's the perfect way to go with that. Um, and it kind of looks like with any luck, they'll be grabbing the best elements from the other games. Like hopefully we'll get a little bit of ultimate destruction Hulk put into the Hulk segments. We'll oh, get um, awesome. like the Captain America Super Soldier game from like the that they released with the first Avenger. Um, I think like, I remember that. Oh man, yeah. that was yeah. like a decade ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's basically the Arkham combat with a few Dang. flourishes, but like it, it looks like they're hopefully it's gonna work out. I remember seeing the uh, the one thing where it was it happened recently. They released a trailer where it's like it's five years after the main event and the first in the game and like it's the first time the avengers are kind of like going back into battle and thor's wearing like a volunteer shirt because he's invested in his uh and they include a detail where it's like you can summon the bifrost to teleport through the map and i think that was really Mm -hmm. cool detail that they're able to do with it so with any luck they'll definitely be able to do well on the gameplay side if i decide to play this game it will be on a next-gen console. Okay. Because, um... Yeah. It I looks very graphically intensive. I think that I'd rather play the the souped-up version of this than mm-hmm. uh, play it on my PlayStation 4, which, when I'm playing Ghost, sounds like an airplane is, is taking <laughs> off. Like, every time I, I pause... Even when I just pause the game, the fan will just go... And it'll just be like, well, yeah. guess my PlayStation 4 is taking off. Uh, where are you going? Even from you... some of the footage that they did show of Avengers, like you could see some like frame drops here and there. It's like, oh yeah. Uh, well, I hopefully again, like they'll be able to work it out by the end of it. But I'm wondering if at this rate they're getting ready to just move to just next gen. Oh, uh, th- this oh, game, no, com- this game will come out, and it yeah. has it ha- or it has like a next-gen patch in development mm-hmm. like not no question like all yeah. the games that have come out like last of us and uh ghost both have next-gen patches that are if not being worked on right now have already been like in the pipeline for, for yeah, like a for long like, time yeah like at like, least like a year or two years for sure like it it's not a like especially third parties like i'm pretty sure cyberpunk is just launching with the next-gen like upgrade to it yeah like yeah. it's launching on old consoles and next gen at the same time and i believe it will just be the the extra experience and i'm here for it uh because cyberpunk is a game i'm on the fence about but i if i could get if if i was willing to buy a a, a next gen console at launch and then my day one game is if i bought a ps5 and i could play my save file of ghost and I hadn't finished Ghost if, I, if for whatever reason I fell off of it. But if I could just move my save file, I like onto the onto the PS5, and um, it just was upgraded with. Oh, I have a base PS4, so it would already be the Pro enhanced version at a minimum. But if it was the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 on day one version, that that would just be amazing. And yeah. obviously, I want that for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Please make a Mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 enhanced version. Oh man. But do you yeah. know I got a uh, PlayStation 4 to play Final Fantasy 15? Did you really? 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Feels bad, man. I, uh, on a similar vein, I upgraded my uh, original uh, PlayStation 4 uh, for a Final Fantasy 15 Slim Edition with, like, the top and the controller. Mm, yeah. And, like, it has one terabyte, which I love that it has one terabyte, which is twice the base capacity of the original line mm-hmm. PS4. But I didn't, I just, I wanted a pro. I basically pay, paid pro price for it. And they, like, they didn't have a pro model with the Final Fantasy 15 thing. Yeah. And the Kingdom Hearts 3 pro model that they came out with, you could not get. Like, it was just <laughs> impossible to get. So I would have upgraded to that pro when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, but. I, it was impossible to, to buy. So, uh, but there are custom like tops you could put on your um, slim model at least, and your mm. four pro if you. Yeah, I don't really to. care yeah. about. I no, mean. yeah, that's exactly right. But uh, yeah, uh, I still I I think that the Avengers game still has to sell me on it. Uh, but if okay. the multiplayer is good enough, and or yeah, the that's the big thing for enough, me. Is like what to what extent is the game multiplayer yeah so i'll um, be there to try it out day one for it because i'm gonna pre-order we'll we'll be happy to it comes out in september right is it still september yes i believe so dang well it's very soon comparatively Mm. you know yeah uh and then now that's it for our news section so we can discuss a little bit of what we've been doing playing watching uh, I basically talked about my experience with Ghost already, which is all I've done, really, uh, besides, like, work on stuff. But, yeah, uh, Ghost is better than before. I like it way more than I liked um, uh, Spider-Man, uh, the recent Spider-Man game. I mean, they're both open-world games, and that's the, the comparison where it starts and ends. My uh, My fun, the fun that I'm having with... Uh, ghost and the open world experience that it provides is more fun to me than i found with spider-man uh ps4 and i feel like i'm going to complete ghost uh and i did not complete spider-man i don't know if i will go back to it but ghost uh i i was wary of it being open world because i fell off of spider-man and have not really enjoyed the open world games that I have played or felt like I had to trudge through. This changed my mind, uh, which is awesome. If if the game really does play like Assassin's Creed, then maybe Assassin's Creed has gotten good since the last time I played it. I don't know. Uh, based on the Valhalla footage, I don't really think so. But, uh, you know, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and I think more people should play it... Um, if they're at all curious, I think that Sucker, uh, Sucker Punch has done a very, um, very good job, and they, they, uh, I trust them. Like it's a new IP. Like everyone was very, very wary yeah. of it, and I think they knocked it out of the park for yeah. sure. So, uh, and so anyone else want to go? Anthony, let's go with Anthony. He hasn't talked very much recently. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll go with me. Anthony, tell us about your uh, your entire life story. Start from the beginning. Well, there I was. No, I'm joking. Uh, Don't tell us any of that. Okay. What have you been playing and watching uh, recently? <laughs> well, I've, I've been replaying uh, Beautiful Joe and Ultimate Spider-Man and, uh, on the PS2. What, what year did those games come out? 
I believe Ultimate Spider-Man came out in 2005. Okay. And Beautiful Joe came out. Shit, when did Beautiful Joe even come out? It's a PS2 game? It's a PS2. Are they both PS2 games? Yeah, both mm-hmm. of them are PS2 games. It came out in two- and you're playing? 2003, 2003. So both games over 15 years old. Yeah. At this point. Oh, is there You're playing the So wait, wait. Are you playing on a PS2? I'm playing both of them on PS2. Wow. That's awesome that you still have a PS2 that works. I know. I love it. So, what would you say um your experience with them are so far in like so many words? Uh, wait, wait, wait. How many times have you played both of these games? <laughs> I mean, I haven't played ultimate spider-man in a long time but i have beat how many times have you beaten it would you say uh i'm gonna be generous and say maybe six times oh more well. than one hand and, more than one hand. and then beautiful joe okay. i have beaten once but once yeah okay. but i want i want to beat it on higher difficulties because i found out you can uh play as more characters because um Wow. You pl- cool. If you beat it on any difficulty, you can play as Dante from Devil May Cry. That's awesome. And then okay. if you beat it as uh, beat it on adults difficulty, you get Sylvia. You huh. you beat it on the higher difficulty than adults, you get uh, one of the boss characters, Alistair, who's like this evilish version, or he looks like a demonic version of Joe. Yeah. And then if you beat the hardest difficulty setting, you get to play as Captain Goddamn Blue, and that is awesome as fuck. I don't know who that He's is. He's the final boss of the game. Oh, okay. So, uh, no name character. Hey, Captain Blue is sick as shit. Where ha- well, take would your we word. have seen him? Huh? Where would we have seen him in modern media? Um, He might have a cameo in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. I don't think he does, but he may. I know he's no, I, don't think so. I know he's in the Beautiful Joe anime. Faceless character uh <laughs> Snoo City. Tell us about Spider-Man. Um I enjoy a lot like it's as good as I remember. I love the cel-shaded art style. The bosses are super goddamn fun. It's almost like playing a comic book in a way. And I don't normally revisit the ultimate um, timeline of Spider-Man stuff, so getting back into it was really fun. Like, cause like one of the first comics I read um, was the ultimate Venom stuff, and uh, revisiting that was very nostalgic for me. Um, and Venom is just really fun to play as in that game, cause he's do- he doesn't play like Spider-Man at all. Like they gave him a whole weird like uh combat system like he's almost like a weird hulk monster vampire kind of thing yeah like he literally like eats people to stay alive because his health is constantly like deteriorating and it's great like you look awesome. you literally eat a child in like the first two minutes of venom game not play. awesome <laughs> oh no like my friend was watching me play and uh she did not like some of venom's like grab attacks because he can like break people in half yep he can like what can, what was this game rated it's rated, rated t. t it's rated t i don't know how they got away with it oh no like venom That's... is like breaking people in half he can like slam them down and leave like craters right where he That's like slams up. them it, venom is so goddamn fun in that game right anthony um 
talk about uh, the other thing you've been doing. You mean I've been watching the original Mobile Suit Gundam? Yeah. All right, how old is that TV show? Aaron, <laughs> 40, Aaron, you, 40 years old? Aaron, you already know how old the original Gundam is. Shut the fuck up. I, I, know. I know you're trying to make a point that I'm an old man, but what's it to you? It's not even that. It's mostly just like... I don't care if you're watching the old Gundam. That's a good show. I've seen it, but it's replaying uh, Spider-Man <laughs> for the seventh time. Okay, that I'll give you. But come on, at least give me credit for Gundam. God damn it. Hey, can you can you play new old games like Final Fantasy VII Remake? Can you play the new old game? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we we tried. We've been trying forever. I'll, I'll uh, for literally years. <laughs> it's not even a year old. Shut the fuck up. It's not. Final Fantasy VII came out in 1990. No, I'm talking about the fucking remake, assholes. Dang. Okay, wow. what about God of War? I oh, you never played God of War? I I played. I'm playing God of War too. <laughs> what about the Evil Within too? <sighs> I actually do want to play. Uh, play that. Um. So then right. just play it. I, I might. Well, why don't no, Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? I might actually, Why don't you do it? I barely play video games at all. It's all right. Um, You're Anthony, playing two games at the same time right now. Not <laughs> right Anthony, now. We we appreciate uh, your retro gaming I, I, segment I'll on the show. I'll probably end up playing The Last uh, the Evil Within 2 uh, pretty soonish, though. The Last of the Evil Within 2. The Last two, of the Evil two. Within uh, War feature, 2 Featuring I think Dante we, from Devil May Cry I think we have our tapestry for the week Jesus We can't use any more Last of Us stuff We did that <laughs> I It was beautiful I agree with Blaze right now Yeah so uh, we're going to have to use like Spider-Man and Black Suit uh, Superman And, and uh, Beautiful Joe <laughs> Yeah a Beautiful Joe We can get a play, uh, Persona character in there Okay, I'll um, mash them all into one character. Jesus Perfect. Christ. Get a Gundam right in the background? Perfect. Uh, Aaron, let's go with you. Have you mm. been doing anything, mm. watching anything? I know you mentioned uh, something. I don't think that you watched it yet, but you might what? watch it. Transformers. What was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Transformers uh, War for Cybertron Netflix TV show came out today. Yeah, Probably going to watch I, that. Didn't know, and I'm looking forward to watching it, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't it? know, I've been playing Monster Hunter World, trying to catch up on uh, Iceborne, since I haven't really played since that came out. Wow. Having fun? Are you playing uh, with friends? Uh, yeah, every now and then. Uh, honestly, it's like really difficult to get through the story portion of the game with friends. I mean, like you can do it. It's just like kind of a process. Because uh, if you want to play in a hunt with other people and you have like a cutscene that you have to watch beforehand you have to go to the hunt and watch the cutscene like people can't join into your lobby until you have watched that cutscene and it's mm. it's so annoying it's tough. so mainly i'm just trying to like get through it by myself to the point where i don't have any more cutscenes and we can just run things easily <laughs> and smoothly cool. uh it's just a lot of catching up there's so much content in that game it's kind of ridiculous but yeah, yeah. Reading books. Nice. Good times. What books? I'm um, reading Tomorrow's Eve. I think I talked about that last podcast. And uh, yeah. 
Dogen Zenji's uh, Shobo Genzo book one. Book about Zen Buddhism. Yes. Nice. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, you know, speaking of books, I found I was looking for um, my uh, Gen One Pokemon cards in a binder. I couldn't find them, but what I did find, which blew my mind, uh, I found the original. Like, you know, the box Game Boy copies of, like, Pokemon Red and Silver and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I found the strategy guide for um, Gold and Silver, the original Nintendo Power strategy guide, which blew my mind. It is not mint in any shape or form. It's, like, beat to heck. But um, I also found the Gen 1 almost pristine condition booklet uh, that came with, like, red or blue. And it's like all the original art, like that little like mm-hmm. it like has a brown cover. I found um, and I found the gold and silver one as well. It has like water damage, but it for the most part it's completely readable and the art's still beautiful and all of that. Um, and I found a a Pokemon Stadium two bookmark with a bunch of unknown on it. That was really neat. And then I found the in perfect condition. Oh. There's a phone call. Uh, but uh, okay. but I found the... Um, <laughs> I which f- which I found star is it? It was... Um, what game was it? It was two Nintendo 64 games. It was... Uh, oh, wow. That phone is really, like, breaking <laughs> my concentration. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> is he not That's answering, cool. just, be, just destroying oh. this phone? It was Pokemon uh, Puzzle League, which is awesome, and then oh. it was um, God damn it! <laughs> and Pokemon Snap. Mm. It's alright. I mean, I, I'm already spacey as it is. So <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, that's all of note that I had for uh, for whatever. Anyway, Rob, what have you been watching, playing, reading? I mean, I'll, I'll keep it short because I talked a lot this episode. But um... we enjoy that. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> oh man, I let my goof out there. Um, oh my god. He's he's there. He's always there. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Not into the microphone. I didn't. <laughs> it picked uh, up so clearly. <laughs> I don't have a mic. Dang, you should get a mic, Anthony. I probably should. Um, Rob, nineties Spider Man, just go for it. I I was I've been rewatching the nineties Spider Man with my sister because the other day she just came up to me and said, "Hey, I I really want to watch the uh, Venom Suit Saga." Oh, I love that saga so much. Yeah, so we watched it. Uh, we've developed much more inside jokes with it. Um. There's a lot of points we've noticed where uh, the kingpin will like slowly raise up his fingers in Mr. Burns style, like mm-hmm. he doesn't really tap it together; it just raises into frame. It's pretty amazing. Um, and then last night we watched the Morpheus saga, and man, does Morpheus suck! Like, is that like a pun you're making because he's a vampire? I, it was That's unintended. Really I was just saying the truth. He just. I mean, I'm sure he might suck because I don't remember a lot of things about about the '90s show that I liked, other than Venom and Carnage, and the fact that Ed Asner voices um J Jonah Jameson. J Jonah Jameson. But yeah, I don't know. It's, 
they devote like I think twelve episodes to Morpheus, like in a row. Imagine um, having a full uh, Hollywood budget movie about him, and he was played by the worst person imaginable. Yeah, a person that we thought was okay for a little while, and then I I don't know. I didn't think ever ever since the Joker uh, tattoo like promo came out, <laughs> I was just like, yep. Oh no, this guy I'm... sucks as much as this character. Wait, looks. you think? I I'm More. I'm talking about like the brief period when he won his Oscar after Dallas Buyers Club. I was like, no idea, didn't care, don't care. <laughs> Do you Still think he's care. also damaged? Uh, Anthony, <laughs> um, this was a great final podcast. <laughs> um, oh, this really was the last podcast. <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> Can't wait to I can't wait to turn down your uh, audio and slowly fade you out after this point. No, uh, no, I'm joking, Anthony. You're welcome back anytime. No, um, <laughs> you're stuck here, Anthony. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, that's great, Rob. I'm happy that you're um, being um, you're watching the show that you're enjoying and then loathing at the same time. It's very good. <laughs> Makes me very happy in my cold black heart. Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited for, uh, for more stuff. Hopefully there will be something in the news. Uh, there is this very big, uh, very big to me, cause I think that it's wild that, uh, Sony apparently will have a conference within the next couple of weeks, a new state of play. That should be That's cool. That's wild. I hope that they finally announce something or other, but it is it's about to be august you know so like time is moving forward it felt like july was nine months so uh oh i i thought it was august already like i thought (laughs) i we've been in this month for so long (laughs) almost yeah yeah really it's uh saturday so just two more weeks until it's finally august yeah yeah and and based on Based on our track record, uh, something big is going to happen as soon as we're done recording. So Hopefully, yeah. Heard it here first. Uh, insert <laughs> blank new thing that has been released. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for being on, guys. It was, uh, it was real. Do you guys want to plug anything specifically this week? Not particularly. Um, same old, same old. Twitter, All Instagram. Right. You guys should know it by now. Links will be in the description. Uh, follow us at Echo Screen Pod, uh, Echo Screen in all caps, underscore pod in lowercase on Twitter. Uh, we would love for you to uh, like, retweet uh, our stuff. Follow us, please. Uh, we're trying to build like a community so that uh, it's a little bit more of just talking into an echo chamber, and we get some fan interaction or friend nice interaction. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm very good at that. Uh, Would we yeah. call our like kind of fan page like the discussion board e- echo chambers? Let's not do that. I, I, I mean, hope not. You know, if if there was a real uh, if there was a real following, I would just make a Discord server, a fan Discord server for anyone who wanted to like contribute to the uh, the podcast in that kind of yeah. way, like asking us questions directly. Um, yeah, like you know. I know there's a few people that uh, listen to the podcast that aren't just us, but yeah. you know if they make it this far into the show, please. Uh, we appreciate please reach you. Out, inter- interact. We definitely appreciate you. 
Um, share with your friends, like the video on YouTube, subscribe. Any little bit helps. Or uh, we just do this for fun, and we would continue to do this for fun. It doesn't make anything like money-wise or anything. We just enjoy doing it. Like this is like one of the things I look forward to most in like the monotony of the en unending like <laughs> cycle of coronavirus in the whole nine. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it, guys. Thanks for being on. Hopefully, we can have a beautiful uh, thumbnail from Rob. <laughs> And uh, we'll catch you next week, as we always do, on Fridays at noon for YouTube and midnight um, Friday morning for the just straight audio version. So Can't wait All for right. you guys to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they already have. They yeah. Gone. Don't ruin oh. the sentiment. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. See you next week, guys. Thanks. Thanks. See you. Bye-bye.